0: Secrets to Real Estate Investing, episode 23.
1: Welcome to the Secrets to Real Estate Investing podcast by House Flip Masters, where you will learn powerful strategies from top experts in real estate investing, and you will find valuable information to take your investments to the next level. Now, here's your host and expert real estate investor,
0: Holly McCann. Well, hello there and welcome to another exciting episode of Secrets to Real Estate Investing by House Flip Masters. And we have a really wonderful woman guest today. I get so excited when I have successful women. It seems like there's so many more men in the real estate investing world than women. So yay, girl power. I'd like to tell you a little bit about this lady as I introduce her. She is just so accomplished. I'm just blown away by her. She's passionate about helping people create real estate wealth. She's CEO and co-founder of the Real Wealth Network, a California-based real estate investment group with over 16,000 members. She's host of the Real Wealth Show podcast and frequent contributor to national news, including CNN, CNBC, NPR, Fox News, CBS Market Watch, and The Wall Street Journal. She's a licensed real estate agent and former mortgage broker. She's past president of American Women in Radio and Television and was recently recognized as one of Goldman Sachs' 100 Most Intriguing Entrepreneurs two years in a row. She loves the freedom that real estate investing can bring. and she's an avid traveler and enjoys skiing, rock climbing, figure skating, and surfing. She lives in Malibu, California with her husband Rich, and she has two daughters. So with that, so exciting, welcome Kathy. Thank you. Well, we're so glad you can join us today and share some of your insights, which I really respect as I listen to your podcast regularly and see if you can enlighten our listeners on some of the great insights that you have. So why don't we start out with, before we dive into the meat of the interview, kind of a little bit more about your background and kind of your life journey and how you ended up where you are today.
1: Oh, it's quite a journey. <laughs> I'm one of those people that is probably unemployable, um, so I've always worked for myself, uh, starting right out of college. I mean, the only time I had a real job really was in the news business, which I loved, but still had quite an entrepreneurial spirit because every day you had to basically come up with a new idea and a new story, and then that was over, and then you know, do it all over again. But um, when I met my husband, sorry, I'm going to turn this off. Um, uh, we. I didn't want to be chasing fires and I was pregnant and I just wanted to be home. And so, um, you know, he, he at the time had a book called extreme success and he was being billed as the new Tony Robbins and traveling all over and life was great. We bought our first house and had two kids and, you know, just like on top of the world. And then, um, he came home one day after going to the doctor and found out that a freckle on his forehead actually was melanoma. After more testing, it turned out that they thought it had spread, and when it does, it usually moves very quickly. So the doctor actually told my husband to prepare for the, the possibility of, that he would only have six months to live.
0: Oh my gosh, how terrifying.
1: Yeah. And and so shocking. I mean, life is full of change. And um, just when you think you've made it, uh, life can throw you a curve. So it's really how you deal with that that matters. I think so many times we have this idea that uh, we'll get there and that there has no stress and no worry. (laughs) It's just not true. So, um, So in this case, Um, I wanted him to obviously enjoy the last six months of his life if the doctor was correct. And I also wanted to stay home and raise my children. So I tried to find something that would allow that for me to, to bring in the the income so he could be free and to also be free so that I could be a mother. And, um, and so I had the, the Real Wealth Show and I just thought, okay, I'm going to change direction and I'm just going to interview people who've created wealth, but not just wealth where you're on a treadmill, but passive income because that's what I wanted. I wanted to be able to have the time to raise my children and spend time with my husband. And so it turned out that you know interview after interview of successful people helped me to see this whole new world of passive income where you can acquire assets that cash flow and pay you every month and create income while, you know, while you're not working, basically. And, um, and so that's, that's, I just learned, 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 learned on the Real Wealth Show. And 15 years later, we, Rich and I have the Real Wealth Network. It has now 24,000 members. Wow. And um, we're teaching lots of people. Our goal is to Reach 50,000 people um, and show them how to create real wealth, which again, we define as having both the time and the money to live life on your terms. Too often, you know, I'll see these gurus in real estate with fancy cars and big houses and, you know, on the beach. And it's, it's almost like this goal is for stuff. And um, our approach is totally different. It's like the goal is for you to find joy and, um, and, and love your life. And uh, it's not about acquiring stuff. It's about freeing up time, really, so that you can live life the way you want to.
0: Amen to that. And sometimes our stuff ends up owning us. I remember yes. like when we did our first big real estate deal in 2006, part of my husband's like reward to himself was to buy a boat. Well, the boat has now become more of a like, oh, we have to deal with the boat. It's broken down. We need to get it repaired. Like definitely it's become more of a liability than the asset that we ever thought it would be. So yeah, Yeah, there's a, a,
1: Thomas Wilhite was the founder of a company called Psy, people synergistically involved. It's a great group, and definitely in San Francisco and in LA, and I think in your area. But, um, you know, his whole thing was, don't you know, just rent. You know, you you don't have to own to enjoy. And, uh, and, you know, I think one of the times that Rich and I had the least stress in our lives was when we were renting, because when we moved to Malibu, we thought, first of all, we just want to try it out. But second, how could we ever afford a house here? So we just... We just rented, and the first day we rented a condo, we had sold our house in Lafayette, California, and moved south, and, and the first night, we were sitting on our balcony, and having a glass of water, and looking over the ocean, and we definitely downsized, because it's Malibu, so it's expensive, but it was a little tiny condo, and, um, and all of a sudden, Rich just, he's got his feet up, and he's relaxed, and he's like... The gardeners are are doing the garden. You know, it's like, oh my gosh, you didn't have, you don't have to do anything when you're in a condo. It's all done for you. And so, um, I, we're big fans of actually renting the place where you live and owning rental property elsewhere where you cash flow. And um, it's it's a great way of life.
0: <laughs> I agree, and from a mathematical perspective, that can be so true. If you look at Rent values compared to house values in Southern California where we both live, it's way more affordable in that higher end often to rent on a monthly basis than to own. Your house payment would be more if you owned some of these houses.
1: Four so, you know, yeah, you can rent for much, much cheaper That's parts of the country where it would make more sense to own than to rent. And that's why we are constantly showing investors or, or, you know, not even investors yet, people who are thinking about real estate investing, that you can buy a property elsewhere outside of California that would be the same. It would be less than a down payment here um, to buy it there. And actually the mortgage payment is going to be about a fourth of the rent. So, you know, if you bought a $100,000 house and your mortgage you be 20,000 down, you have an $80,000 loan. Your payment is going to be like $400, but the rent could be 900 to 1200. And so, in those cases, it's better for people to own than to rent, but they don't have the means to own, so they have to rent. So it allows people like us to go in and buy that property, get a really low interest rate, lock that in, and be able to rent to people, provide them a home and make all that cash flow
0: yes love it love the um opportunity that there is so many different strategies in different markets and it, it is market dependent where you are well that is an awesome background i love it and why don't you give oh, us by the way rich is fine today he's totally fine he's oh fine. yeah i assumed he was because you yeah. didn't say and he passed on right. but um- <laughs> he's the
1: co you of the company and he's just as healthy as can be, except he keeps injuring himself doing crazy extreme sports. (laughs) Other than that, he's doing fine. So that's the good news.
0: That's Um, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Okay. Well, why don't we talk a little, you've already kind of enlightened people, I think, leading into that, but do you want to elaborate a little bit more about, you know, what your company does and how you help people achieve that real wealth with the passive cash flow?
1: Sure. I, you know, I think a lot of times people think they have to be wealthy before they invest in real estate um, or they think that the only way to invest in real estate is sort of flipping because that's all that you really see on HGTV and the different shows is how to flip a house. And, you know, a lot of people think, you know, I, I don't like getting my hands dirty or I don't know how to do construction. And right now I just did a news story this morning on, um, on remodeling is up. It's going to, it's going to increase double like, um, the amount of people that are going to be remodeling their homes. So, you know, there's a lot of competition for contractors and materials and prices are up. So to try to flip a house is kind of expensive and hard right now. Um, I'm not saying that it can't be done, but, um, and we work with companies that are able to buy materials in bulk and they they don't have to use contractors. They hire in-house so that they're not dealing with some of the pressures out there today. But because construction and basically remodeling is up the highest it's been since 2006 you're dealing with Again, competition, whenever there's a lot of demand and low supply, prices go up, and it's getting more expensive to do the, the flipping, unless you do it yourself. But not everybody has that skill. And so, you know, what we provide is a, an opportunity for people who are busy, you know, really busy. They don't have time to renovate homes and they don't really want to. Um, you know, for most people, especially in San Francisco, where we have our largest following. They are, they're working 80 hours a week at startups, you know, wow. and they, the last thing they can do is want to do is spend their weekend flipping, you know, fixing homes and in a market where the average home price is a million dollars, <laughs> you know, it's just, it's crazy. So they don't, they, they just, they think they can't do it. And what we show them is that they absolutely can. Um, but just maybe not here in California. And so we look for the best markets. And, um, and what that means, at what, how we define the best market would be a place that has job growth, a place that has population growth, and then third, affordability. So, again, in San Francisco and L.A., you might have some job growth and you might have population growth, but you do not have affordability. And so, like I said, if you're going to buy a fixer, you you might have to put $200,000 down, um, get an $800,000 loan. Not everybody can qualify for that. Then you've got all the holding costs. Then you've got to fix it. Then you've got to try to sell it before the market turns. And we are, without a doubt, at the peak. So the chance of you being stuck with the hot potatoes a lot a higher chance now than it was a few years ago because the music could stop any time. And then if you can't sell, then you got to lower your price and that may cut your margin or you may take losses. So you just have to be so, so careful. But, um, But in these other markets, it may just be the opposite. It may be the beginning of their up cycle because maybe a huge new employer came in like Kansas City. You can get a house there for $80,000, but there's a new huge campus going in for Cerner, which is, um, is medical-related, medical supplies, big, big, creating lots of jobs. And yet the houses in the area are under $100,000. There's going to be a desperate need for housing there. So all you have to put down is $20,000. We have teams in those areas who do the whole entire renovation for you and find the qualified renter and offer the ongoing property management so that, you know, you just just need to be able to qualify for a loan. And that's a lot easier to do to qualify for an $80,000 loan than an $800,000 loan. It's a a $400 payment versus a $4,000 a month payment. So... People are, are often shocked to find out that they can qualify and they can do this. Maybe once the properties increase to value, they can refinance, get all their money back and go do it again.
0: Well, yeah, and it sounds like that situation you just mentioned, if there's going to suddenly be population growth and demand for more housing, well, when demand goes up, prices go up not guaranteed but you know quite quite more probably there than some other areas of the country
1: well a lot of places just haven't recovered yet it's literally like going back to 2009 like who wouldn't want to buy something in california between 2009 and 2012 but everyone was terrified to do it but there's still parts of the country that are in that part of the market cycle that it just hasn't bounced back yet and it's not because it's it's not for any reason it's not economic it's that um, it's it's the laws the laws there the foreclosure laws that have made it very difficult for banks to foreclose. Like Florida, uh, they have judicial laws, which means that you if you're a bank and you let lend money on a property and that person doesn't pay you, you can't take your collateral back. You have to go to a court and have a judge decide. It's ridiculous. You know, here you've got a business agreement saying, "I'm lending you this money. If you don't pay it back, I get the house," but. That's not how it works in Florida. So there's been people literally living in these houses for for six to eight years, not making a single payment, um, because of this judicial foreclosure law that they have there. Now, for us, it, it creates an incredible opportunity because now those foreclosures are coming online, and and there's a lot of distressed inventory like that. So prices are still really depressed, and you can still get. A property in Jacksonville or Orlando or or Tampa—all really nice places—for again, a hundred thousand, maybe one hundred fifty thousand, if you want to go all out and get something fancy. (laughs) Two hundred thousand for a mansion, you know, and um, and 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 yet the rent's coming around the one percent mark. So a hundred thousand dollar property would bring it around a thousand dollars a month. You're not going to get that in California or any other high priced market. Plus. It's a no-state uh, income, no state income tax state and very affordable, and you have 10,000. This is incredible. 10,000 baby boomers retiring every day. And where are they going to go? Most of them have not planned for retirement. They don't want to work forever. They're going to probably sell their property and move to somewhere affordable where there's no state income tax, where it's warm and beautiful and cheap. Right. Mm-hmm. And so was, you know, Florida is an incredible opportunity, not South Florida, Miami's not, not the great place to invest, but, but, uh, central and, um, Northern Florida are just great opportunities as are Ohio, Pennsylvania, uh, parts of Chicago, Indianapolis, Kansas city, like I said, Birmingham. I mean, there's just still some really great, great, Cash flow opportunities out there, but they're going fast.
0: <laughs> I love it. Love it. Love it. So people often ask me, and I know you get asked this too, is now a good time to invest in real estate? Yeah. So, you know, my answer is that there's always opportunities in, you know, any market, any place there, there's some way you can make money in real estate. What's your answer when people say, I mean, obviously you kind of answered that just now with those cities that have great opportunities, but what do you say when someone asks you that?
1: Well, I would agree with you. There's always an opportunity, but you know you have to work a little harder in certain markets and you need to be more knowledgeable. So, first and foremost, never ever do anything for the first time that you don't really understand. Um, and, and without a mentor, I, too often people just think real estate's easy because they watched the a TV show and somebody bought a house and put in new carpet and painted it, and bam, they made $20,000. And so, you know, it's like, I don't want to do that. Um, I mean, we're really good friends with a lot of those TV show, um, stars and we know what goes on behind the scenes. And we know that a lot of it has to be enacted or reenacted, uh, to make a good show. Right. And, and so it's not as easy as it looks, but if you know how to do it, you have systems in place, you know, we know many teams that are making a lot of money flipping property, but, um. You know, you've got to have a system. So don't jump into something you don't understand. Too many people do. I've seen my own family. And I don't know about you, but everything in California is feeling a lot like 2006. You know, just uh, everybody's interested in real estate again. People are jumping in who have no business being in it, never, never studied it, don't know anything. Uh, you got foreigners just flocking to it uh, prices are up the, the renovation, the number of renovations happening right now is equal to what was happening in 2006 so there's just and, and in many places the prices the home prices are higher than 2006 so we haven't seen salaries increase since then but home prices have so in many parts of California there's big fat bubble that will pop it's just a matter of when It happens every 10 years and yet everyone always forgets every 10 years. So, um, so is it a a good time to buy? You can always, like you said, you can always find a deal. Rich and I found the cheapest house in Malibu. Now we are busy again, (laughs) fixing things, but, uh, but it was a good deal and worth it and we're going to make money on it. But, um, but there's effort and we're going to live in it. So worst case, we're going to live in it. But, um, but you know, be careful, it's a good time to buy in some places and it's a really good time to sell in some places. So in my opinion, it's a really good time to cash out in California. Take your earnings and go to a market that hasn't peaked yet. We have so many people doing that right now, they're just calling us every day. We get like a million dollar deal every day, someone saying, I wanna sell my California property, I pay $600,000 in 2012, it's worth a million today, I want, that, I want to cash in on that $400,000 equity, and I'm like, good for you, good, do it. So then they sell it, and then we help them exchange uh, tax deferred to some of these areas I told you about that have not peaked yet, that aren't even, they're just the beginning of their boom.
0: That's awesome. And for somebody who might not be as tax savvy, that may not know that. So that's called a 1031 tax deferred exchange. Why don't you just briefly talk about how that works and can you actually sell property in California and reinvest in Florida and still not pay tax? How does that work?
1: That's exactly how it works. It's amazing. You have to follow the rules very, very carefully. You need an expert. We have a, a whole list at Real Wealth Network that we offer to people with all these referral uh, experts on there. So uh, professional teams that do the 1031s, professional CPAs, um, repair teams, I mean, yeah, just- sign up and you get access to that list. Uh, but, but you know, if if you've got to go through a custodian, you do not want to just sell a property and, and then go buy property somewhere else. It doesn't work that way. It goes, it has to go through a custodian and it can never go into your account. Um, so you, you would sell it, the funds would go to the 1031 exchange company, and then you would be able to buy replacement property of the same amount or more with the same amount of debt or more. So using that example, someone let's say they bought a $600,000 property, they have a $400,000 loan on it, the property is now worth a million, uh, they have, you know, 600,000 in equity, but they still have this $400,000 loan. So they would need to go out and buy a million dollars worth of property. And it could be commercial or apartments or single families, or it, it has to be like kind, but that's a pretty loose term. You just can't, it's, it's a little bit harder to go into like syndications or REITs or anything like that. But if, if it's, um, uh, oh gosh, I forget. There is, there is a way to do it that way, but, um, uh, but most people go into either single family apartments or commercial and, uh, and so you, you could sell one property for a million, and buy ten or twenty, as long as it's a million dollars worth. And like I said, a hundred thousand dollars a property, you could buy ten. And um, and then that that tax you would have paid on the gain of six of the four hundred thousand dollar gain, you don't have to pay it until you sell those properties, or you die and you pass it on to your kids, and those properties step up to market value, and nobody pays. So it's a incredible. I don't want to say loophole. It's an incredible opportunity for investors to not have to pay tax today, to pay it much, much later, but they can still sell their property and buy something else instead of like kind um, and and not pay their capital gain. But then if you hold that till you die, then your kids don't have to pay. That's actually how we got our first,
0: piece of property. So, oh, awesome. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of any tax saving strategy. I think it's a wonderful opportunity. And I think you explained that really well. And I just want to add, if you don't re you can do a 1031. If you don't reinvest the whole thing, you're going to pay tax on that, you know, percentage that you're not reinvesting. But it's really cool because you can take one property that's worth a million bucks in California and still divide that up to 10 properties in Florida or wherever, it's going to be a little bit of a nightmare for your CPA, but they can do it. And it's worth paying them for their time to do it to avoid paying Uncle Sam and just deferring all those taxes. I think it's a fantastic opportunity. And I've talked to a couple of 1031 um, custodians or companies, and they've said, like, what some people do is they'll just roll over, you know, they amass their real estate holdings and they go from houses and then maybe apartments or commercial and they just are constantly upgrading as appreciation happens. It's a great real estate investment opportunity. And I'm sure it,
1: people- It's on a chopping block right now, but I don't think it's going to pass. I mean, right now, Obama's looking at capping it at a million per year. Mm.
0: Only
1: One million dollar exchange per year, but it. It hasn't. I mean, already we're here in September, and (laughs) there hasn't been any news on that. It's um, it's actually a stimulus for the economy because otherwise investors might stay with properties they that aren't really performing for them, and they don't have the money or they don't really want to invest in those properties. So if they are allowed to sell and buy something else, it actually does stimulate the economy. So that's one of the reasons why it seems to still be around. But it is a, it is the message that we are aggressively telling. Californians is now's your chance cash in. Don't think that the gains that you've had over the last five years are going to continue. It never works that way. It's always a cycle. It goes up, it goes down. What you have to know is that companies like mine are building. And and so one of the ways that we are helping investors make really high returns is um, in, in, in land development and entitlement because there's so limited inventory. And again, it's all market cycles. Six years ago, there was nothing but inventory. There was so much inventory from foreclosures that builders stopped building. They couldn't compete. And when, But we still have... A population growing by about 3 million every year, plus all these millennials moving out of their homes to go, they're creating new households um, very, very quickly. And yet, builders stopped building during the past seven years, didn't come nearly close to what's needed to keep up with population growth. So we went from way too much inventory to now very little. And so builders like me are jumping in to provide that inventory that's so needed. And guess what's going to happen? They're going to come in and provide a bunch of inventory, and that's going to soften prices. So you can't, you cannot think that um, these these um, price gains that we've seen are going to continue. It won't. Maybe we have a few more months left. But if you're buying for appreciation in California, you are way off the mark. (laughs) I'm telling you, it's over. The high end is already slowing down. Um, prices will probably continue to rise in the, in the more affordable price ranges, but um, again, builders are coming in. I mean, New York City, San Francisco, they've been building like crazy downtown condos that are way too expensive for anybody to afford. They're coming online this year and next, and you're going to see people that just can't afford them, and prices are going to come down.
0: Interesting. So you're, you're predicting even it's just a few months until our prices come down. I've heard a lot of people say, "Oh, we're good for a year." We're, you know, they try to predict out there. But your prediction is just a few months, huh? Well,
1: it's already started. Yeah, the high okay. end is already slowed down, slowed down, and there's already declines in the San Francisco market, which is the most bubblish in the entire country. It's the biggest bubble, and fortunately, that's where our office is, and so. I'm loud and I am on lots of radio and I'm warning people, take your, you know, take your money and run, you know, get your
0: equity and go, huh?
1: <laughs> no, get out. You know, you've made a killing now. get out. I mean, if you have buy and hold real estate in San Francisco, it's so dumb. There's rent control and, and, uh, you know, tenant friendly laws. They can, They can file bankruptcy on you and never pay. Uh, So it's just, it's hard to make a return in San Francisco unless you buy at, you know, buy low and sell high, that's how you make the return. So we, we have one lady who sold a a property that was worth about 800,000 in San Francisco. She put it on the market, didn't do anything to fix it up, got 1.5 all cash in 10 days. We helped her buy 20 properties elsewhere. So here she had one kind of run down, tear down in San Francisco was it was she was losing money on it because she had to feed it all this money sold it put no money into it and now she's diversified in three different markets 20 different properties if she has one vacancy she Can't even feel it. If she had five vacancies, she wouldn't know. But if she had one vacancy in that San Francisco property, it would, it would hurt. So she's, you know, she's, uh, I've done lots of interviews with her to share her story on The Real Wealth Show, because that's pretty typical these days. Pretty typical. If you bought anything in the last five years, you've made money on it. It's time to cash in.
0: Love that. Well, we're just here towards the end of our show. And I'd love for you to give advice to people. You've already given some great advice to people holding properties in appreciated markets, California. What about people maybe in other parts of the country who aren't necessarily sitting on a bunch of gains? What would be your advice to them? And how would they know how much money they need to get started?
1: Uh, People who don't own property currently?
0: Who are are just starting out. New, New people that are thinking about investing in real estate.
1: Okay. But they don't live in a high price market. Correct. Okay. So, um, if you don't have a lot of equity to work with, um, if you don't, if you didn't buy a house and aren't sitting on a bunch of equity, but just want to get started first and foremost, get educated. Um, I, I wrote a book called retire rich with rentals and there's lots of really basic information to understand before you jump into anything. Um, if you are busy and have more money than time, then I would work on your credit and take advantage of your credit because you can get such low interest rates today. And, um, you know, if you've got an IRA, if you save money in your IRA, you can self direct that and invest, use that those funds, um, or a 401k. If you have any savings at all, you know, you could use that. Um, but if you don't have any money at all, and you're just getting started, then you, you, know, you probably are going to go the route of wholesaling or flipping because that's how you can start to build a nest egg. And there are parts of the country where wholesaling could be a great deal, which basically means you're finding deals and you're reselling them. So you're kind of brokering stuff, uh, finding the deal and finding someone else who will buy it from you at a markup. Um, so that's something you could try to learn and understand, uh, or again, flipping if, if you're in a flip market, uh, or, you know, there's a way to work with other people who've already done what you want to do. And this is probably my best advice. If you don't have a lot of money, but you do have time, um, uh, find somebody who's doing exactly what you want to do and offer to help them for free. And I know that maybe sounds like, Oh, how could I do that? But it, It would give you such an in. I know for me, I've had people say, can I take you to lunch and pick your brain? And I'm like, you know, my brain is worth a lot more than lunch, you know, (laughs) I don't want it picked. So, but people um, don't understand that Busy and successful people are busy, and that's why they're successful. And so if you come in and offer to support them and help them, um, not asking for anything in return, you will likely get something in return a lot. You'll get a free education, for one. Uh, You could end up being a valuable resource to that company or firm. Love that. Excellent
0: (laughs) advice. Yeah, don't say, can I take you to lunch to pick your brain? I agree with that.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's awful. Go go to a local RIA and and just get to know people, get to know who the real players are. There's a lot of talkers, a lot of fakers, but find out who the real players are and see how you can align yourself with them.
0: Excellent advice. Well, would you like to share with the audience? I've heard a little bit on your show about your, um, I think it's a foundation and your membership site and the education. Could you tell us a little bit about that as we sign off here?
1: Yeah, yeah, we've just never been in the business of selling boot camps. Not that there's anything wrong with them. There's some really good educational programs out there, but most, let's face it, are not that great. Um, so we have uh, always offered education, and uh, mostly for free. And then we um, we started this academy, which is like an online video how-to program with really high-level investor information. We were offering it for ninety-seven dollars a month, and then. Just at our last retreat, or the retreat before the last one, our millennials said, You know, we want to do something like Tom's Shoes, and we want to give half of that away. And then they said, but we also want it to be affordable so anyone could do it. And so they all agreed, you know, and we, Rich and I thought this is a good idea, to lower the price to $10 a month so anyone could afford it, even a college student, this really high-level investor education that I hear other groups are selling for $20,000. I even know a group who's selling our same information for $100,000. <laughs> I know. I mean, like we want to see you put that money in real estate. Um, So ours is $10 a month and a hundred percent of that goes to our Real Wealth Foundation, which is the four charities uh, featured on our website. So we just wrote a big check last month and it was just awesome. We're so... So happy to be showing the world that investors are good people. I mean, there's there's such a contrast right now where, um, you know, the haves and the have-nots, the have-nots blame the haves for having more, you know, and not realizing that there's probably a reason they, they have more. And instead of learning what that reason is, they just want to blame and be mad. And, and let me tell you, spend your 10 bucks on the academy if you're in that camp to learn what the secrets of the successful are so that you can be donating and helping others um, and also increasing your wealth.
0: Awesome. Love that. Well, thank you again for your time today. This has been very enlightening and helpful and we really appreciate you with that. We're signing off.
1: If you found value in today's episode, make sure to subscribe rate and review our show. You can find our show notes at our website, houseflipmasters.com on the podcast page. Also, To get our top tips for finding deals without spending lots of money, go to houseflipmasters.com for your free download today.